with me, Calvin Williams, Wednesday mornings from midnight to 1 a.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Welcome to the Truth to Power show on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, VJR Nathan. And with us today on this special episode on 11-11, November 11th, uh, 2019, is Courtney O'Reilly. She is a New York City-based astrologer and founder of Vibrant Soul Astrology. Her mentors include Rebecca Gordon of Rebecca Gordon Astrology and the world-renowned astrologer and founder of Astrology Zone, Susan Miller. Courtney's book, Zodiac Signs, Taurus with Sterling Ethos, is uh, going to be available at the end of the year. Uh, exclusively to Barnes and Nobles for a little while, and then uh, more broadly in February. She's been featured in such publications as Women's Health, Well and Good, and The Dispatch, and has worked with partners that include Planned Parenthood, Maha Rosa, Capsule, and Garmentory. Um, Courtney uh, offers in-depth one-on-one personal readings and fun mini-reading events. It's available for private bookings. Uh, welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, great to have you. And uh, I think it's really great to have a conversation about astrology and about the meaning and significance in this world. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, there's a big uh, tension in the public discourse about, you know, um, you know, people at some camps, different camps about whether or not people are believers or not. Sure. But I think we, I think we know that uh, for me, at least there's a big significance, uh, something can be gained, some value that can be gained from astrology. And we're going to talk a little bit about that value, focusing on the value that can be gained from astrology and dispelling some of the, you know, misconceptions and, and perhaps prevalent memes that, uh, distort some of the, some of the sure, ideas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. So why don't we start off a little bit with, um, you know, Mercury in retrograde, how that's such a popular uh-huh. topic. You know, people start, start to talk about that. So why don't we talk with that? I'll talk a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about what that is and, and whether, are we in, we're in Mercury retrograde now? We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're in it. We're in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's something that I think, well, it happens frequently. So that's like the first thing is um, it happens a few times a year, which I think most people in the general public maybe don't know. Uh, and so then they're, you know, on the internet and maybe they're astro-curious and they're searching and they're maybe coming across articles that are um, with headers that are like, Oh my God, save yourself. <laughs> or, like doom and gloom. Watch yeah. out. Um, it is frustrating. It's not um, tragic. <laughs> yeah. So don't be scared. It's okay. Um, it, it, uh, Mercury is the planet that rules communications. And so that's also part of why we notice it. We're, you know, this is the technological age. We're like used to using our gadgets all the time. And so when Mercury retrogrades, anything to do with communications kind of slows. Mm. It's, um, meant to be a time of reflection and review all the rewords right so it's like not time for new initiations um and especially in new york we're like go 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 you know like hustle so if something throws a wrench in that and stops our hustle we're like oh no (laughs) what do we do um but uh, you know it's a cycle astrology is a study of planetary cycles and so if if you think of it that way it's um it's like permission slow down Ooh. you yeah. know like oh i'm allowed to slow down like how nice is that um mercury rules um reading writing journalism broadcasting your tech gadgets um so it's not a great time to like start new initiations buy a new gadget launch something especially if it's technologically based like don't start an app don't launch your website <laughs> you know because it'll yeah. just um it'll slow the process or or you may find that you start it and then once Mercury goes direct, 
there's something that needs to be changed because you miss, missed it because you were supposed to be reviewing what already is instead of launching something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I know just to uh, go through the, and most people are probably familiar with all these systems, but have some familiarity. But um, so now there's all these different, uh, you know, we know that there's the now nine or eight, plan, eight plants, I mm-hmm. guess, is the, is the mm-hmm. current thing. And um, these plants each have a significance for energy. I see it as like energy centers, like in the human imagination. How do you perceive the relationship between the the so-called, you know, the actual plants and the, and the ways in which they represented in astrology? Like, how do you see that relationship or is there a relationship? Or yeah, yeah, totally. So if we're studying planetary cycles, the idea is, um, you know, an astrologist taking data from NASA. So mm. tracking the movements, where is it exactly? And actually, this is like a good thing to maybe review is that when an astrologer is looking at a chart, they're actually doing math. Yeah. Which I think most people don't realize, like it's all math. So it's actually geometry. So each sign accounts for 30 degrees. There are 12 signs. Uh, 12 times uh, 30 is 360 full circle. So yeah. um, each of the planets, the sun and moon, are at some degree of some sign at any given point. So when an astrologer looks at a chart, it's like, okay, how how close to making an angle are they? The closer it gets to being an exact angle, 90 degrees, 120. Um, the more that we feel the energetic force of what those two planetary beings coming together in that way is. And so those angles that we're looking at are kind of like, um, they're like the conversation the planets are having. If you think of the planets as like little people, you know, they have, they have like a mission, something they want to accomplish. Um, the sign they're in is sort of what they want to accomplish or the role that they're playing. And then we we divide the sky into these like 12 pizza pie slices. If you look at a Western chart, circular, and we divide it like a pizza pie. So it's really just our way of divvying up the sky as a means of being able to translate it. But that planet in the sign in the house, the house is sort of like the stage or the, the area in the life where that energy is manifesting itself and so already um, you can see how that adds layer and texture and makes the story more complex. And so um, in terms of like the planets themselves and what they represent, the inner planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and in a person's chart tend to relate to the personality more. Mm. They're, they're inner planets, so they move more quickly around the sun. They change sign more frequently. Um, and so they add variance to our personality. Uh, the mid planets, Saturn and Jupiter, tend to rule trends of our time. They move more slowly, but not as slowly as the outers. So, for example, Jupiter takes a year to 13 months in one sign to transit one sign. Uh, Saturn takes two and a half to three. And so together they rule like cultural trends. Oh, wow. Um, and then the outer planets, which are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, move very slowly. Mm. So they don't change sign very often. Uh, collectively, when they do change sign, we all feel that kind of reverb. Um, it's like weather. Yeah. Like looking at the weather. Um, That's a good analogy. Yeah. Think about in terms of, you know, that these are the influencing factors and the environment we're living in and the and part of that environment that the weather, you know. But um, also, I want to ask you about uh, so there's a bunch of things going through my mind now. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, so you're talking about cultural trends. What, what do you see as far as like, this generation is experiencing generational trends uh, mm-hmm. that is different from, or how would you distinguish, you know, this 
age or what is this age or what is the what is the time we're living in you know uh and what is the um you know because people talk about age of Aquarius but I think is that is that still on or is that still yeah the is, ages yeah. are a little different so yeah. ages are long They're yeah <laughs> 2000 years oh, okay, or so yeah. um and and we're in a like we're alive in a really interesting time I think astrologers feel that we've already begun transitioning from one age into the next and so that overlap is you know takes maybe a hundred years or so to fully transition into the new age. So we were in the age of Pisces. Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. And so we see, if we look back, we see all these themes of um, like religion and martyrdom and Jesus and um, the sacrifice and the, the being of service. And, and now in the transition into Aquarius, many astrologers feel that we're in, in that in-between space mm-hmm. Um, honestly, with like the founding of the internet, because Aquarius, we move from a water sign, which is Pisces. All of the signs correlate with an element, um, which adds another layer of texture even still. So uh, Pisces is water. That's like emotional intelligence. It's fluid uh, into an air sign, which is much more cerebral. And in Aquarius, uh, it's 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 like electric current. And an Aquarius is the sign of the humanitarian. So, but it's—I uh, think they get a bad rap if you're looking at a person's chart for maybe being like cool, yeah, neutral, like um, like to chill or yeah, like you're like, not getting a lot of like emotion. emotion. Like Pisces, you're going to get the emotion with Aquarius, um, and that's a shame because Aquarius is the sign of the humanitarian. They care oh. so deeply about improving life for all of humanity, but they do it from you know like the neck up. It's cerebral. Mm. It's in the mm. headspace. Um, and think of the internet. It's yeah. literally these like currents that connect the world. You know, you can access someone like that you don't even know on Instagram <laughs> that lives in Japan or, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. a friend. So um, great. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of times one of the misconceptions that uh, I guess I'm aware of is that a lot of times people are like very much strongly identified sun sign. But there's, you know, a person's chart. There's so many factors and three particular factors. I think the sun sign, the rising sign and the, and the moon sign, I understand mm-hmm. to be the most important factors over a personality. So we want to kind of try to expand the public, you know, people's perception of when they identify as like with any kind of thing that they're going beyond just the sun signs. So tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, from the individual's perspective, uh, going over like the birth chart and all this kind of thing and what it is and, and how that's a snapshot of like totally a person's personality. Yeah. 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 So um, a natal chart, is taking the person's exact birth information. So you're you're taking the birth date, the year that they were born, where the exact location, um, and the exact birth time, yeah. um, and then you calculate the chart. And essentially, what you're looking at is a snapshot of the sky at the moment that person was born. Yeah. Um, the idea being right, like that was the weather mm. at that time, and this person, this soul, chose to kind of drop into that weather. Um, so, so what are they here to work on? What's the evolutionary story? Um, what comes naturally to them? Like maybe what have they really like mastered over lifetimes that is a helpful tool to help them through the more challenging things they're working through in this lifetime. Um, but in answer to like the sun sign thing, like I am not going to poo poo sun signs, you know, like, like, um, yes, like. It is a simplified, much more simplified version than looking at the complexity of a full chart with all of the planets and all of the signs, because we all have that. And yeah. I think that's what maybe the general public, right, doesn't know. They know the sun sign, everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. sun sign is when someone says, oh, what sign are you? And you're like, I'm a Taurus. 
Like yeah. everyone knows that yeah. whether they fall on that spectrum of like, but I don't believe in that, you know? Yeah. Um, personally, like the belief system thing always catches me up because I'm like, oh, it's it's not really something to believe in or not. It's um, astrology is like not, it's not a religion. I, I don't personally even consider it a belief system. Uh. It's like literally the planets are moving around. It's like weather. It's happening. So you can choose to engage with that or not. Mm. Um, I find that it's really helpful too. I'd like, that's how I got into it. When I started learning, I found like, wow, this really, this is helpful. It works. Yeah. Um, and I'm good at sharing it with other people. So I'm going <laughs> to keep doing it. Um, but in answer to like the sun, moon rising thing, yes. Like you, each one of us has all eight planets, the sun and moon, all of the signs within our chart manifesting in some way. Um, and that's where you hire an astrologer to look at the complexities of that. But, um, if you have your exact birth information, you can go to astro.com, which is like a great resource, and you can pull up your chart for free, and it will tell you what where your sun is, where the moon is, and what you have rising. The rising sign is mathematical point, so it's not a planet or the sun or moon, but um, it's actually it's Earth's horizon. So you're looking to see what sign was coming up on Earth's horizon at the moment the person was born, the idea being that was the perspective of the world at that moment, so this person coming into that will carry a similar worldview. And yeah. so in that way, the com like it, it adds nuance. Yeah. And this is why, uh, you know, like you can meet someone else who has the same sun sign. Like I can meet another Taurus, but they have um, Capricorn rising mm. and I have Pisces rising. So we have a similar purpose. The sun the co is the core of who you are, what you really feel drawn to do, your sense of purpose, um, how you shine in the world. Um, but the way that you do that, you look to the rising sign. So I'm going to do it and, you know, through astrology and like maybe perhaps more mystical approach where someone with Capricorn rising is like, this is a business. I have goals. I got to I'm going to get to the top and um, make money, Taurus, you know, yeah. like it's um, it's like it's it's fun. It's like getting in the kitchen. Like if you put these ingredients together, like what what does that make? Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, in your consulting what people come to you for and what are some of the issues that is, what is something, what is, what brings people to astrology and what brought you to astrology? I guess those kind of maybe conjoined topics, you know, like what, what brings people to astrology and, and what kind of, what kind of advice can astrology bring to you? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for me, astrology, like it, <laughs> I say it happened by accident, but really, I don't know. It's not an accident. Like, uh, it was meant to yeah. happen. I'm like, totally, it was totally aligned. Um, I say by accident because I wasn't seeking it out. Um, a friend, so I have an, an, a performance background. So I was doing theater with someone for a long time, a good theater friend, and she had taken this class and was like, oh, you would really like this. I just have a feeling you would like it. Which, you know, when someone you you care about says that, you're like, oh, you know, you're like antenna peak up. Like, really? Yeah. Hmm. And and I think I was always curious about astrology. I was open to it, but I had no idea. Like I knew sun signs, you know. That's, yeah, that's the gateway <laughs> for everyone, right? Yeah. So, and that's also why, like, you don't put them down because so many people find astrology through through the sun signs. Mm. Um, and the sun is so cr critically important in the chart. Like, think about the universe. Like, the sun is the center, right? All the planets yeah. dance around the sun for a reason. The sun is important. Yeah. Um. But I went on a little tangent. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so you're talking also about what brings yeah, people to so, you. Well, right. And like yeah. my finding astrology for me is like, so I signed up for this class that my yeah. friend recommended. Right. So, and then it was all over from there. So it's like, oh my gosh, you mean there's like more, more to this. Um, and, and I think that like opened up so much for me and was really um, an important step in my, in my twenties of, like realizing really important things about myself and how to how to work with them maybe in a more conscious way, things that maybe I felt like emotionally out of control with or like um, finding those. It's a tool. So finding the tool through astrology to help navigate those things and um, make better decisions over time yeah. given the the things I'm working with. Um, and then and then I went on. So I signed up for Rebecca Gordon's beginner course. She's an amazing teacher in the city and offers a beginner and an intermediate class and um, ate up all of that beginner stuff, went on to the intermediate, kind of was like, oh, I think maybe I'm supposed to do this. And uh, and then I went on to privately mentor from there. Yeah. And taking your mentorship. So we were trying to get into I was trying to get into like um, so when people come to you, like, what can you offer them that is like is like like, you know, like. Um, speaking in terms of the conditions that they're living in mm-hmm. and getting a little more awareness for it, would mm-hmm. you say a little more awareness of totally. kind of the, the, the pressures or the internal clock, give them another perspective on their own life, a snapshot of what transits. Also, there's the personal chart, there's a natal chart, and then there's all the transits they're going through mm-hmm. that could be informative, like a progress chart, I think they call it, right? Um, uh, well, there's transits yeah. and then there's the progress chart. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, is another technique. So yeah. um, <clears throat> astrology has so many branches and divisions. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, it's more like interpersonal, psychological, predictive, um, like forecasting, like what's uh. coming up for the year, like what to look out for. Um, and so someone may come to me and say, like, these are like my goals in the next year. What's the best timing or... Or, you know, a lot of times when someone uh, comes for a reading, there's some kind of crisis that's happening. Yeah. And that could, you know, that's such a wide spectrum of what could be coming up. But sometimes it's a breakup or um, at a crossroads with being in a job you hate and having a dream, but the fear of leaving the security. And so you can kind of look to the chart and see indicators, the transits. So we all have a natal chart. The transits build upon that. So your natal chart never changes. It's a snapshot of a moment in time. Um, but obviously, that's things continue to move after we're born. And so the, the planets are constantly in motion. So what we do is we layer on top of the natal chart where everything is right now to see what's going on. And and, and, and as the planets move around your chart, they'll activate and highlight certain things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were talking a little bit about using my chart as an example. Maybe yeah. this might be a good way <laughs> to illustrate for the audience, you know, what you do and how you'd kind of advise people or how using my own nail chart is like an example. So I thought maybe we can do sure. that now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a Jay's chart in front of me. Um, I've been given consent to use it on yeah. the show. Yes. So, so, oh, and um, reverting back just because this could be in, an interesting introduction into this, as you had mentioned the sun, moon and rising. I know we talked a little about the sun and the rising, um, the moon is the other luminary. And so this is why the sun, moon and rising are so critically important is they're the base of your personality. Everything kind of builds on that. Mm. The two luminaries and the rising point um, because the luminaries are our light, right? They're like how we shine and move through the world. So the moon is a little subtler. It reflects the sun's light. Yeah. So and and 
Um, I always think like from an astrologer's perspective, it's really funny that we're so obsessed with sun signs because the sun is also the ego. Yeah. We're kind of an egotistical society. Also, I I understand. I heard you maybe tell me if this is true. The moon sign represents the mother energy or the maternal energy. Is that accurate? And and what does that mean? So the um, and in that same way, the sun represents like the the father father figure. Um, So it's, it's the way that your chart will show how you relate to to those figures oh. in your life it's um and your perception of them um but in terms of like your your own sense of identity the sun is like the ego yeah. what your purpose um what you want to do and and what you might be really good at doing and then the moon is a little subtler than that so it's um it's our emotional body uh feelings how we process them um how we nurture someone and what we need to feel cared for um, and so then you combine the three to kind of get the, the core signature. Cool, cool. Um, so yours is interesting. You have like a really interesting sun moon rising because you are a Leo sun. Yeah. So um, each planet and luminary has one or two signs that they oversee traditionally. And uh, the sun traditionally oversees Leo. So you have the sun in its home sign. So this is like high functioning, right? Oh, it's like it knows how to, it knows what it's doing there. Uh, it's a fire sign. It's it's very charismatic. It's warm. Um, at its best, it's like very generous. Um, and, and I should say like, this is all super nuanced too, right? Because I'm just meeting you. So yeah. like as we talk, tell me too, because um, you're the native living this. I yeah. can see the the potential. Astrology is really the study of potential. It's like I'm I'm seeing these dynamics. These are the possibilities. Um, but we all have free will, which is super important to keep in mind because, you know, you just don't know where someone is at because they've made certain choices up until this point in their life. And so that's maybe a way that astrology can come in and be super helpful too. Is like, okay, I've been doing this. Now I see that I have this signature that. Um, I could choose to activate more and tap into more and that could really get me closer to my goal or um, feeling really fulfilled. Um, and so to have the sun in Leo is like, wow, you know, like you walk into the room and people notice you. But what's interesting is that um, so you have the moon in Libra. So Libra is an air sign. So now we have fire and air. Fire and air love each other. Right. Okay. Like if you just talk elements, um, air makes fire bigger. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice. They're they're in a friendly conversation. Actually, in your chart, in terms of degrees, the sun is at 16 degrees Leo. The moon is at 12 Libra. And so mathematically, they make what's called a sextile, which is 60 degrees. Oh. So there's opportunity. There's potential. Like they're they're in friendly conversation. You know, they're like new people standing next to each other at a party like, oh, yeah, what do you think of this? And, you know, there's like a, an open conversation and dialogue there. Yeah. Um, and so... So through Leo, it's like, I want to shine. I want to be seen. You have a radio show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah thank you. And then the moon in yeah. Libra is like, I want to connect people. Yeah. Right. It's all about relationships. It's the two. It's you and me. Aquarius is more the group. Uh-huh. Uh, Libra is like you and I. Yeah. Having a I find that's true for me. Yeah. Being interested in relationships and, and connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, mm-hmm. good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and so... I can show you. So we're sitting across from each other for yeah. those of you listening. So he can't actually see his chart. So I'll show you some yeah. of this after, which will be interesting. But yeah. um, you also have what's called a stellium around the moon. So stellium is a grouping of planets. 
the, like a planet party. All of these planets got together in Libra. Uh-huh. And we're like, okay, Patrice is being born. Yeah. What do we think about this? So everyone has something to say. You have the moon, Venus, Mars, and Pluto all there, all at this like conference table having oh, wow. this conversation. So it becomes, yes, there's like an emotional, right, moon investment in the partnership and bringing people together. Um, but then it's, it's, uh, much more layered because we see that Venus is there. So it's further amplified. Venus is love, affection, reception, the relationship. So now there's even more like it's part of the calling. It's like, yes, I'm really meant to like unify people, bring people together. Mars is there. Mars is like uh, literally our energy. It's like the quality of it. And so very driven perhaps to yeah. do it. And Pluto's transformation. Okay. So why do we want to bring people together? To, to learn, to evolve. So it's like really part of your storyline is um, being a catalyst for change and transformation through being, bringing people together and the conversation and the inspiration. Leo, fire. Fire is ins- inspirational at its best. Nice, nice. And then, and then we see the rising sign is Pisces. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, so now we have air uh, with the Libra moon, fire, sun and Leo, and the rising is Pisces, so water sign. Yeah. So now we have this like nice combination of elements um creates more balance sometimes you'll see all water oh yeah right or like um the chart on a whole will be really weighted elementally and so then it's a conversation more of like bringing in okay like how do you invite more earth in because you have all water so Uh how do we bring in more earth to absorb some of that like emotional (laughs) you know like carrying a lot of emotion or um being very empathic and taking on other people's emotions like what do you do with that um but to the Pisces rising. So Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. Each sign has a purpose and, and they all build on one another. So we begin with Aries and travel all the way around the wheel to end with Pisces. Yeah. So now we, there's an understanding of where we've come from, um, that really everything is connected. There's nowhere where you end and I begin. It's very fluid. So it adds an interesting dynamic to this fire air dynamic that you have your, with your sun and moon, it kind of tempers it, mm. right? It like creates a mist yeah. <laughs> around it. Um, and, and you have some strong angles as well. So you're, you look to the planet that rules the rising sign. So I, I think I said a little earlier, each planet oversees one or two signs. You look to the planet that rules the ascendant sign, rising sign, same thing. So Pisces uh, is ruled by Neptune. And Neptune is very strong in your charts. It's at the the highest point, tippy top. So when you, like, if we look straight up when you were born, it's like, there's Neptune, the ruler of the whole chart. And now we see Neptune, it's visionary. It's, you know, it's like fire is the inspiration, but Neptune is like the spiritual um, component to that. It adds depth. It's like, let's um, talk about other realms beyond this one. Like, and what unifies us all. And so that's the highest point of your chart. That's like part of your your calling as well and career, but beyond that life purpose. Yeah, cool, cool. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, of course. And then, um, so now when you see like, I used to hint a little bit about this, about when you see people with, um, you know, other elements or other things that are contrasting, how does it, how, how does like, um, well, let's go, let's go. One thing I want to get into also is about the, um, Dispelling the idea of the astronomer astronomy about how um, you know there was certain 
memes or whatever coming out mm-hmm. just to change the topic sure. uh, about how, um, you know, supposedly when as the planet shift or as the zodiac shifts, the zodiac will be affected by they'll be affected by planetary movements. And it is to some extent, but you were, were explain how it is. But the zodiac being radically changed because of these uh, elementals. Tell us a little bit about that meme, if, if you're familiar with it. Uh, yeah. Familiar? Yeah. I don't know yeah. the meme specifically, yeah. but I do know that, you know, every few years something comes out about how your sign has changed yeah. and and everyone freaks out. Like, oh, no, there's a 13th sign. Oh, no, yeah. I thought I was this. Did, I, did it change? Uh, no, it didn't change. Um, astronomy and astrology are related. Um, astrology is really the beginnings of astronomy. Uh. Um, but in terms of of the practices themselves, no, astrology uses a set, it uses the set 12 constellations that the ancients found to be most useful through observation over time. Um, so, and actually there aren't, there are like 80 something constellations. Yeah. There are many, many constellations. Uh. Um, the point is we're using the ones that we see affect our lives here most on earth. So that's the core 12. Yeah. So in other words, like, um, but there has been some radical, there has been some changes when, when I know like in um, the discovery of the outer planets, the discovery of certain outer planets, mm-hmm. you know, they added them on. So do, do you envision like in what way would astrology, is astrology like going to not change or is, is there any way in which it could integrate in, you know, if, if we discovered a new planet, would it, would it have some repercussion uh, in astrology or is that something we, you see as being uh, kind of locked in now or whatever? I, I, I mean, yes. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Like when a new planet is discovered, the idea is that it's um, it's because the collective is ready to receive the message of yeah. what that planet brings. Um, and so in traditional astrology, they don't use the outer planets yeah. and some and so and this goes back to like there being many, many branches of astrology. Some astrologers yeah. are traditional. They don't use the outer planets. They don't find them as useful. I, I love the outer planets. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of outer planet signatures in my own chart. So I'm very drawn to them. Um, it just depends on like what you're looking for and what really yeah. resonates. So if, if you're curious about this, follow a few different astrologers. One one will like really speak to you. It's uh, someone yeah. actually. Um, I did this this workshop this weekend with ISAR, which is one of the big astrological clubs on um, consulting and ethics. Um, they're a great organization. So if you're interested, check out ISAR and NCGR. They're big astrological clubs and they do lots of classes and things. But um, one of the teachers used this um, metaphor of like astrology just kind of being like hairdressers, right? Like yeah. you go and you're like, okay, did I, did I like that? Like, did it fit? Yeah. Did it suit me? And, and maybe it doesn't. And then so you try someone else, you know, you just have to find the, the, the right practitioner for you. Yeah. And um, so now, with with in your with your clients, like tell us a little bit more about the relationships you developed and how you're able to and how how often do you meet them or how often do you consult with people mm-hmm. with individual client and tell us a little bit more about that relationship so people will know what they're getting into if they just do it one time or if they ongoing yeah, yeah of course yeah. so yeah um, if I'm meeting with someone for the first time I recommend getting a natal chart reading. Yeah. There, there are many different kinds of readings that you could get. I personally do natal chart readings. I do uh, a natal and year ahead, and then uh, for returning clients, year ahead. So, yeah. um, and, and you know, sometimes some, something will come up and someone has like, this is happening. Can we have like a short reading just on this one one thing? Oh, okay. full, like 
a natal reading um, takes about an hour. The natal plus your head, I do an hour and a half. So you're getting into some deep, juicy stuff. Yeah. It's, um, and, and you, you know, you'll see it. You'll see the, the planetary dynamic. And, and because, you know, maybe you don't know the person that well or whatever, you come in with an idea of the, the possibilities. But until you have a conversation with them um, and they share stories, that's when you really start to see how that's manifesting. And so um, I, I suppose an answer to like, why would someone come or how frequently um, for me, it's, it's that initial like, okay, what am I working with the natal chart? And then it's sort of recurring every year. Like what, what are the big themes for the year? My goals are these given the energy in the upcoming year, how do I work best with that? What's the best timing um, to really, you know, plan for success. Yeah. Um, but some people, you know, there, there are like business astrologers who meet with their clients once a month because oh, it's yeah. like business strategy. That's not really my specialty. So, so I don't have as really much of that. Occasionally it will come up. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are, there are financial astrologers. So it's like yeah. specifically money planning and there are p political astrologers who focus a lot on, um, right. More of those like trend dynamics and the mm. economy and what's coming up. Um, those are not my specialties. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is more like the person, what's going on in your life and how to navigate that. Uh, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to think about some other things that we can uh, touch in on. The sociology, like we talk, you're talking a little bit about the traditions and the various branches of the tree of the, um, you know, the, it, it uh, evolved in the East and the West and, you know, all this kind of thing. So tell us a little bit, give us more of a picture of like your, your branch that you studied and where it falls into and, to, and a little overview of the tree itself of, you know, where, you know, astrology is being practiced and where are you familiar with, uh, you know, we're talking about traditional versus contemporary astrology. So tell us a little bit about your understanding of these terminologies. Of, yeah. You know. So there's, you know, different rules of thought. Um, I practice Western astrology, um, but there's Eastern, which is Vedic. Yeah. Um, and I am no, I'm not an expert and I, haven't studied Vedic personally. Um, but, but even as I was just saying, like yeah. there are people that only do Vedic yeah. and they're amazing at it. And, and they're both right. You know, they're both effective. It's just a different way of using the same tool really. Um, but astrology is a very rich history, which I think often gets left out and like the, uh, on the internet when you're searching things, um, you know, it's thousands of years old. It started in, and I think every ancient civilization had some form of it. Mm -hmm. And then over time, you know, they started to layer. And as it became more accessible to travel between the continents, the, the information started overlaying. And, and now here we are. We have this kind of modern version using the different techniques. <laughs> um, but yeah, me personally, I practice Western astrology, which yeah. uses the circular wheel, um, eight planets. Yeah. And we'll we'll link people to um you know your website to get a better sense of like how people can always Google what charts look like and if mm -hmm. they're interested and the nail chart and like getting a sense of that um visual as opposed to the Vedic which is more like I think square based or it's got mm -hmm. like a it's a square and like a lot, a lot of triangles I remember seeing yeah. the the chart uh you know my my mom had given me a chart uh, Vedic chart so she showed me my Vedic chart uh since she was born in India and I um. You know, grew up with that culture. I, I was born here, obviously, but um, you know, it's interesting to compare to see visually how different they look and and how mm -hmm. the, the uh, you were talking about the houses, how it's the the, the uh, 
same information I believe is like kind of conveyed in the in the different um, presentations of the chart. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go into a little bit more into houses and like um, you know perhaps uh, how uh, and you. I'm just referring back to my own chart how like you know some plants can be can, can be like clustered in mm-hmm. certain houses and what that means for people when it's clustered in a certain house and all sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's fun because like you'll have so that's called a stellium, a grouping of planets. They're yeah. all very close together. Um, in astrology speak, it's called a conjunction. You know, they're yeah. sitting very closely mathematically to one another. Yeah, and so it's just like um, a different energetic dynamic, right? If you're looking at the chart and all of the planets are sort of grouped in one area of the chart, your eye is naturally drawn there, and it's the same within the manifestation of the life. There's a lot of focus there. So that that cluster of planets for you um, shows up in your seventh house. So there are 12 houses and each house sort of correlates with an area of the life, the seventh. And 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 for you, just because of the layout of your chart with the Pisces rising, you have Libra fall in your seventh house, the sign. Uh And so a lot of those planets are grouped together in Libra. So in their natural space, Libra traditionally rules the seventh house. Um. But that's not the case for everyone. If you have a different rising sign, you'll have a different sign uh, overseeing that area of the chart, the seventh house space. But because you have those planets grouped together there showing up in Libra, in the space that Libra traditionally rules, also with the planet Venus, which oversees the sign of Libra, you can almost feel this echo effect, right? It's like Libra, Libra, Venus. It's like... um, um, really really a, a call in your sense of purpose and and what fulfills you emotionally is partnerships yeah coming together and 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 mirrors so much for you on a personal level i would imagine um information to help you learn about yourself it's like you seek it out to be mirrored back to you from mm-hmm. the other person right like even the way we're sitting yeah so we're sitting across from each other exactly yeah. so we we're making eye contact we, we see eye to eye but we have a different perspective uh, yeah. so if you are vijay is the seventh house and i'm the first house then it's like oh all those planets over there so you kind of seek it out in the other person it's like help me see those that aspect of myself yeah that's a really good way of putting it. i think it's really interesting to think about the houses in those terms and Think about the relationship between the planets in terms of like, uh, you know, the way in which, um, you know, people relate. I'm thinking of them as people, thinking of them as like individuals and and, and your, the um, energies that influence you are in interaction with each other and how they influence each other mm-hmm. and how these energies are influenced by. And I'm talking a little bit more about free will and how someone with the same chart or someone potentially with the same chart could have very, you know, like twins or whatever, mm-hmm. like twins would be a good example, yeah. I guess, when they have pretty much the same chart, uh, you know, slight variance in the, based on the time they were mm-hmm. born. Uh, but, um, you know, how the, the lives of twins or whatever are radically, you know, their choices comes into play. So maybe totally. that might be a good topic. Yeah, of course. To yeah. yeah, because they have free will. Yeah. And no two charts will be exactly the same. Yeah, right? of course. Because Even with twins, they're, they're born yeah, different times. Slightly so. different. Slightly different, yeah. Slightly. Yeah. Um, so, right, it's like two souls dropping into a very similar experience. Yeah. And what will each of them choose to do with that same quality, yeah. that the quality of the energy? Uh, yeah, twins is a really interesting example. Yeah. I've only met with a couple... Sets of twins to yeah. you know see their chart and see how it manifests, but um yeah they can make radically different choices like 
Um, just let's say you had a twin and you had both had this similar dynamic of all these planets in the seventh. Um, perhaps the choices you made were to like connect deeply with others, start a radio show and learn how to transform through the communication of one-on-one interviews. Yeah. And maybe your twin, um, uh, made different choices and so f- may perhaps felt disempowered and gave all the power of what those planets represent away to the other person. Yeah. And so, um, constantly was seeking validation from other people. And so, so it's finding the outlet for that. I think you've done a really nice job with your chair. You're living your chair, right? Like you, you found a way to connect that one-on-one, learn about yourself, but also share it with others. Um, so it really choose, it depends on what you choose to do. Yeah. I also, I think for me, at least uh, my understanding is that it's that potential that you're either fulfilling or not fulfilling or choosing to fulfill or not fulfill. And you know, that um, uh, kind of the uh, possibilities that are available to you and to your personality and to the, 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 the doors in the room and which one you choose to open is really, mm. you know, up to you. But at least there are certain doors in the room that are open, that are there for you if mm-hmm. you choose, choose to. And always, yeah, they're yeah. always, you can always make a different choice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. So, um, so now talking a little bit about kind of like going back to the idea of like ages and, and the contemporary uh, and what we're doing like as a society and, you know, like as, as a generation, just referring a little bit to that and, and how, um, uh, you know, Let's talk a little bit more about like kind of how what avenues or what doors are opening up for us as a culture and mm. a society, these kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. So one big thing is that Uranus changed sign. So that was a big deal. Uranus stays in one sign for about seven years. So it doesn't change sign often. And when it does, we kind of all feel that. So um, last year in 2018, it moved from the sign of Aries into the sign of Taurus uh, and then it retrograded. So it dipped back into the sign of Aries for a little while, and then it went direct, and then it moved back into the sign of Taurus officially May 15th of this year. Okay. So so you can look. You can look to those dates, like what was going on. And, and if you, um, I mean, this would take like a deep dive or perhaps falling into an internet hole, yeah. <laughs> which is fun to do with astrology, but um, considering the events that were happening around May 15th and March of last year when it first moved in and seeing if there's a a layered story. Something happened in March of 2018 and then a a second part of that story came up in May of this year. And and you would look to the house that Taurus falls in your chart, see the area of the life that's being affected the most. But Uranus is... um, it's like the rebel archetype. So it comes in and it shakes things up. So it's kind of like if you were a little bit complacent in that area in your life... Uranus creates almost like an earthquake. And now there's been a shift and the lay of the land is different and you have to recalibrate. Yeah. And it's um, it can feel a little jarring or scary, but in terms of personal evolution, it's completely necessary. It's how we grow, change is how we grow. And so Uranus is the reminder. You need a change and this is how you're evolving now. Um, so we, we're feeling those themes um, in terms of like the collective feel of that is moving from Aries, which is a fire sign, into Taurus, which is an earth sign. Taurus is also a financial sign. And so I think we're already beginning to see some of this, uh, and I think we'll see much more, but it's um, our approach to agriculture. Taurus is the traditionally the sign of spring when earth is most fertile. And so um, perhaps, you know, and with climate change, like, is this sustainable, the way that we're approaching agriculture? And, And from a financial standpoint, it's um, finances in a Uranian way. Oh. 
So an approach to finances in, in a different way or um, in a, a more disconnected way. So I think part of what we're seeing with that is like the Bitcoin stuff. Yeah. Like the tangible money changing. Changing into going more um, electronic and such, you're saying? So rather than... Or yeah, and even like Venmo. Than, yeah, like yeah, I never yeah. carry cash anymore. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, yeah. Venmo you or Chase Quick Pay. Yeah. Or, um, yeah it's, interesting, it's interesting. And those kinds of shifts that we're all experiencing... Uh, maybe perhaps were you were saying moving in, uh, perhaps influenced by movements in the planets that kind of make us more, uh, or, or, energetically make us more, you know, um, uh, what towards a certain sign you were saying, or, or towards a, it has to do with the, the energies ruling that sign have to do with or have some influence over, or how would you phrase that? How would you put that? Um, uh, just in terms of Uranus changing sign, yeah, that, yeah. uh, so. So, right, you would look to the area of your chart where Taurus sits, oh, which okay. will be different for everyone. Yeah. Um, and that's where that activity, that change and shift is happening. Oh, cool. um, you and I have a similar layout. I have Pisces rising as well. And so we're both feeling it perhaps in the way that we approach finances and our values, what's really important to us. There's perhaps mm. some shift around that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's fascinating. fascinating. <laughs> yeah, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Sure. And then... Uh, one thing, I guess, as we start to wind down, I'll, I'll just ask you maybe just a quick thing. If you give me a quick overlook of what's coming up for me, if, you, if you're able to, I don't know if that's something I'm putting on the spot, but just no, to tell us a little good. bit about kind of what's coming up in the chart as far as the next, uh, whatever, six months or a year. Um, and then we can uh, end with that and, and we'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so now I've layered on the transits on top of Ajay's chart. So it's... We're looking to see what the weather, the current weather is, what's yeah. going on right now. Um, so Jupiter, the planet, the giver of gifts and luck. Um, Jupiter is expansion. So whatever it touches makes bigger. I kind of think of um, Jupiter as like the Santa Claus of the chart. You know, oh, it's like very, it's giving, it's yeah. jolly, it's joyful. Um, and it stays in one sign for a year. So um, for the last year, it's, it's going to change sign. December 2nd of this year, we'll move into... Capricorn. So it, for the last year, we've had it in Sagittarius. And so uh, for you and your chart where that falls is that top point of your chart, which yeah. is really exciting, right? Because it's like moving over the highest point of your chart and showering you with these like opportunities, really. And that this is where the free will comes in and why you might see an astrologer. You're like, where's Jupiter for the year? Like, where's the opportunity? Where am I really magnetizing things? And so for you, this would be through career and your calling, um, Jupiter in the sign of Sagittarius at that point of your chart may have meant like more travel. Yeah. Sagittarius is a sign of like foreign travel and the way we relate to other cultures and philosophy and religion. So perhaps like taking a really interesting class that changed your worldview or taking an amazing trip to another country that really cracked you open yeah. um, or even just like opportunities through, through business for you. Like, um, and this is something that's coming up in the next. Is, this was like where up, you were. Oh, where I was, where I was. Okay. Yeah, and then it's going to move into Capricorn. So it'll stay in that sector of your chart, the 10th house, for um, like, you know, the first five months or so. And then it'll move into your 11th house space. So this will be your group affiliations. Good. So you may find that the opportunities really come when you choose to like network. <laughs> I feel like that term is yeah. sort of loaded, but you know what I'm saying? Like put yourself out there. Um, find find groups of people that are getting together that are doing things that really speak to you and, and go meet them, like put yourself out there, connect with them. And, and those opportunities come through those groups, those groups yeah. of people, the organizations you affiliate yourself with, your groups of friends. You know, it's like 
someone in there is going to be like, oh, you know who you should talk to? Or that's where the connection happens. Um, And I love that too. Like (laughs) not speaking specifically to your chart, but this is a funny thing. Sometimes people, you know, you'll, you'll say, oh my gosh, you have like amazing aspects for like love and relationships if you're looking to meet someone because that's a big thing people come yeah, to us course, about course, is like, yeah. when will I meet someone and a, a lot of like work stuff, career stuff. Yeah. Um. So, you know, like you could have amazing aspects like Venus, Jupiter stuff or, uh, you know, like it's there and you you could tell someone that, but it it's up to them too. It's like co-creation. So it's like, I'm giving you the information, but I can't do, do it for yeah. you. So you have to choose to go out like if you stay at home and order dominoes maybe it's not gonna happen that's a really good uh point to make that you know going to astrology is not like it's your destiny necessarily it's more you're influencing the idea of choice and what the possibilities are open to you mm-hmm. what energetically you know the the um, alignment is bringing but that you have to ultimately you know choose to walk down that path and and knowing the path and walking down the path are different things mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah good good mm-hmm. thank you yeah. all right so um, we're just about wrapping up. So uh, if you have any last thoughts, we can go into last. Uh, did you have anything else to say about the um, uh, anything else? Uh, what else did you, what else come to mind as, as closing thoughts? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we could talk for like yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's probably good. And, you know, if you have questions, please reach out to me. Listeners, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Why don't you give you why don't you drop some of your contact information? I mean, yeah, you have that sure. That. So, yeah. um my business is Vibrant Soul Astrology. Uh, that's my website, vibrantsoulastrology.com. I'm on all the social media platforms at Vibrant Soul Astrology. Um, I do lots of events around the city, so please keep in touch. I'm actually doing a mini reading event this evening at Barbalinas in Clinton Hill from 7 to 10. I'll be at Myths of Creation in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, next Sunday, the 17th, from 2 to 6, doing readings if you want to come by. And I'll be at Maha Rose December 8th doing a mini reading event as well. So there's lots of opportunities to meet. Please come see me. Email mm. me at Courtney at Vibrant Soul Astrology. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. So for the listeners, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, um, Truth to Power Show. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community, and promote literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So to help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at readyforbooking.org slash donate. You can also go to readyforbooking.org slash shoot to power to promote or to uh, sponsor this particular show. Um, every cent helps us continue to stay on air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions to tax deductibles full sent to law. You can also donate to Ready for Brooklyn by shopping through Amazon Smile, Amazon's charity initiative where you can shop and support a nonprofit of your choice at the same time. Cost you nothing, go to rachelbrooklyn.org slash smile and sign up to have RFB as your donee and start shopping. Um, so it, you, if you're listening to this show on your computer, you have the option uh, to um, go go through the apps. So you can go, if you like to listen to Radio for Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider uh, downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android. Available at the app stores for iPhone or Google Play Store for Android. Uh, to f- keep up to date our, on our events and newsletter uh, events and uh, ticket giveaways, special offers, and RFB swag and more, uh, sign up for our newsletter at radiofbrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Um, yeah, and then you can just keep keep. I think they used to call it Radio Free Brooklyn because it was like a way to keep it keep up to date with Radio Free Brooklyn um, uh, events and such. 
So, um, yeah, thank you so much. And then, um, you know, the people can look at our archives. We're our, this episode ninety nine actually. Oh, cool. I thought it was gonna be a hundred, but turns out it's ninety ninth episode. So next week will be our hundredth episode of Extravaganza. Really fun. So people should tune in next Monday at eight a.m. Um, I we were going through some songs and such. I decided to pick a a song. Actually, I play I played a, a portion of the song previously on another episode. But what we're going out of the Moby is we were all made of stars. I thought that would be appropriate Love for the giving the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much. And then, uh, uh, any last thoughts? Or I'll, I'll go. Yeah, we still have a few more minutes actually before I have to uh, play the song. But uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks What's so much for here? having me. This was really fun. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good to have a conversation about astrology and dispel some of the, uh, you know, misconceptions. Invite people to uh, investigate further. And it's as the beginning of a journey, really, you know? Totally. Yeah. And, and uh, perpetual learning. Yeah. Like, I'm a forever student. Like, I'll never know it all, right? It's just constant. There's so much to learn and so much yes. to expose ourselves to. And that this is kind of something that can be a road for empowerment for ourselves. That just like in the themes of the show, that uh, the truth to power show, I think of it in terms of, you know, uh, finding our personal truth uh, and, and letting that empower ourselves in our community. So, you know, that's something that, uh, is is very essential and, and finding a pathway for you know discovering that truth and what's true for us and what's true for our society what's true for our culture what's true for all of us in our collective we yeah mm-hmm. yeah I would agree thank you thank you all right so um that uh, I'm gonna start playing the song and then uh, once again we can tune in uh, go to our archives to find out more about the show thanks so much.